Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Welcome to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin, the one-stop shop for everything relationships and sex advice. You are listening to the best show on Sin. And if you want to find any more of some of the best shows on Sin, you can have a look on The Naughty Rude Sin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Naughty Rude Show on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And hey, if you have any questions that you want to ask us, you can check out our link tree. That's linktree slash The Naughty Rude Show. And of course, I'm not alone tonight. My name is Jacob, and I am joined by Zach and Tammy. Guys, are we looking forward to what? It's going to be a very, very fun show tonight. I'm looking Absolutely. forward to what's going to be a good show. Absolutely. What fun content are we talking about tonight, Jacob? We have a bit of a themed show going on here. We're talking a lot about breakups. Of course, they are super, super important when it comes to a relationship because, unfortunately, they are a big part of it. And we are also going to talk about some more sex toys in our The Vibe bit. And we're going to answer a listener question. Of course, we do answer them, so do put your questions in. We love to talk about some more fun little special questions. But sometimes things do get difficult. So if you need someone to talk to, please feel free to hit up the helpline Beyond Blue at 1300 224 Kids Helpline at 1800 55 or Q Life Helpline at 1800 184 Five two seven. Now you are here with Zach, Jacob, and Tammy, and we're about to go into a bit of a themed show this week, uh, which of course is breakups. This coming from some advice that Indy, who's also on the show, gave me in the first week. She was like, "Hey, take this show as some free therapy," and I was like, "Well, I never want to talk about my personal life on the show, but here we are. I, in fact, broke up with my partner this week. So it's a weird decision. It's a weird thing that's happening. And I would just kind of like to talk about the process of breaking up and how it affects different people in different ways. So breaking up, making the decision. What do you think, boys? I I think we should say before anything else that breaking up from any form of a relationship is completely natural and it happens a lot. You're very... I don't want to say you're unlikely to find the partner on the first time, but don't expect it. Don't you know? expect that whenever you meet someone, you're going to stay with them forever. If you break up, you break up. Just try and handle it well. But obviously don't, I guess, making the decision here, don't stick around in a relationship that you know isn't working. Don't force yourself into a relationship that isn't going to work. Um, I can say from my own experience even that, if you're in a relationship that you just don't want, like 
if you wake up and when you were to go to see the person, you know, just no want to, no interest in doing it, or that real magic feels like it's gone, probably time to look at breaking it up or at least talk to the person and see why you think that is. It, it happens. It, it's completely natural. Zach? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that breaking up has to or really should ever be your immediate first thought of, like decision. Talk to the other person, talk to your partner, partners first, and see if you can work out maybe what the cause of that sort of, I guess, conflict is. That being said, if you really are confident in that decision, then it's better to kind of rip the band-aid off, I guess, rather than just wait. It feels like the sort of thing that the longer you wait to do it, the harder it's going to get in a way, and the more it could build to being sort of messy, I guess. I mean, that's the thing to avoid more than anything. Uh, you, you hear plenty of stories of people who dated, you know, they, they dated for however long and they came out of the relationship being friends because the relationship wasn't, you know, it, it didn't end in a messy way or anything like that because of the communication between the two people, they understand why it happened. They understand that, that you know, whatever they had once upon a time is no longer there. So I think being aware of why you're feeling something is very important and maybe talking to the person because uh, look, you don't know what's going on for them all the time. It's, it's not always, uh, you know, as simple as they've changed or something like that. Who knows? Sometimes talking to them, you can get an idea of what's going on and you can let them know that you know, something they're doing isn't hitting you the right way or it's not, you know, making you as uh, cheery as they might think. I think communication when making the decision to break up with someone is paramount. If, if you don't communicate, you're probably going to have a messy breakup. And hey, look, no one wants a messy breakup. No. And I guess thinking about why you want to break up with them is also kind of important. Like, is there a need that's not being met that they potentially could meet if they actually knew about it, for example? But again, that requires sort of a bit of reflection, which sometimes you don't always have the time and or energy for, and that's also completely fair enough. And sometimes <laughs> you might have that reflection and then decide, actually, no, this is the right decision. Breaking up is the right decision, which, yeah, that's okay as well. See, and that's basically the decision that me and my partner came to. And it's a weird feeling because, you know, I've dealt with breakups before and a lot of them been really sad and somber and I've been left alone. And, you know, it's been a really hard process. But this is like the most chill thing that has ever happened to me. The communication is still strong, still good buddies. It's a strange sensation to you know, have this person who once meant a lot to me, who continues to mean a lot, being pals, simply just being friends. Right. So, like, that relationship has changed, but it's still there. There's still a relationship. It's just not a romantic one. Exactly. Correct. Okay. And okay. I think everything, moving on from myself and my own issues, <laughs> I think that what you're both saying is very, very valuable advice. Keeping in mind as well, though, that sometimes you do have to break up with friends. And I feel like all of this advice is very applicable to, yeah, if a friendship has just worn its, worn its welcome and isn't working anymore and needs to be something that moved past. Look, I feel like friendship breakups in a way could get messier, not messier, but could be even harder than romantic breakups in a way. Like romantic breakups, I guess, depends on how invested how long the relationship has been going but friendships at least from my perspective it's hard to decide when you're done being friends with someone 
I think sometimes the most difficult part about it comes from um, having mutual friends with the person. Um, for example, if, you know, you're in a friendship group or something with these people, it can be really, really difficult to um, break it off and have that, I guess, not grieving period, but that time away from people to really reflect. So it's, I think, something that, again, communication is paramount. Talk to the people that you're friends with, talk to the people uh, that you're breaking off with, and, you know, just be open to understanding that they might also have thoughts about it and so on. We have just spoken about sort of making the decision to break up, and now we're going to talk about the uh, the nuts and bolts, I guess. The, the, the nitty-gritty details of the actual process of breaking up with someone. How do you go through that? How do you initiate that? How do you tell them? How do you react to being told that you want to break up? What is sort of the etiquette, I guess, around breaking up? What are your thoughts? In my experience, personally, breaking up... Um should be done in person uh, there's not many play like should be done in person and should be done preferably because i've seen this happen when someone's not on holiday because that's pretty pretty bad yeah that's not great but doing it in person so the pe- person can actually get an idea of what's going on and so you can actually have a real conversation with the person of course we said before keeping that communication line open so obviously a talk over, let's say, Messenger, for example, isn't going to be as, I guess, real as a talk over, um, you know, face-to-face. Obviously, if you can't do that, you can't do that. That's its own thing. But where possible, you should definitely make it easier for the person to read you and for you to read the person uh, because in breaking up with someone, you can hurt someone. Um, And knowing where the boundary is with that, being able to react naturally to that is a great way to do it and not being able to misread things like you might through a messaging service is a great way to do it i think the biggest thing to avoid is making it feel like a second thought making it feel like a oh by the way we're breaking up kind of thing because that's what a text feels like a lot of the time when people do it that's just through my experience though tammy well, maybe you have a different experience with me. Well, see, no, my experience is pretty much the same. I agree. Please do not break up with somebody on holiday. That's just rude. But also in person where you can, yes, but building on that, I think that it's just a good thing to have in the back of your mind to not put a time limit on it. I wouldn't go to see somebody and be like, okay, I have two hours with them before I go off and do something else or before they go off and do something else. I would want to... <laughs> you know, put it in the calendar for the whole day because it is one of those processes that, you know, there's a lot of emotions flying high. There's a lot of, you know, things that are going on. And, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get through on both ends. So I think it's important to not try and speed run it, not try and race through it. Just try and take it slow, take it easy, take it as it comes. And, yeah, not not put like a, okay, I need to leave now. Okay, bye on it because, in my, in my opinion, that is kind of rude, but <laughs> sometimes your, it happens. It is what it is. What are your thoughts on sort of like scheduling in a time to break up with someone, I guess? So saying, hey, you know, can I talk to you at this time? Or can you meet me here at, you know, two o'clock? I need to talk to you. It can be Ooh. difficult because you definitely have to balance yourself around what Tammy just said and not leaving yourself with the time limit. If you can tell, you know, tell someone maybe less, um, can you meet me here at 2 p.m.? More, are you free today? Or something like that. 
that way you can you know work around their schedule um because you, chances are it's probably the better option to do so again it's hard to schedule it because a lot of the times it just ha- not just happens but that process you know you can't schedule when you need to break up with someone or when you feel like you should break up with someone so scheduling the date can be really difficult. Obviously, there are reasons that scheduling it can be difficult because you might not know what's going on in their life. One of the other things I can say to definitely avoid is doing it in front of people uh, mm. because that is really, really rude to do to someone because uh, look, I've seen it a few times. Uh, you'll have someone who, you know, they'll do a big friend meetup and you'll have friends, you know, two or three friends from their group, two or three friends from your group. You know, you all kind of know each other. And then they break up, you know, midway through an event and the mood and the vibe for the entire event for everyone is gone and it just ruins everything. And like, I think the best way to do it is treat it like its own day, treat it, treat it like, treat it like a day you're meant to be on call for work. You know, if you've told your, your job that call me anytime during Tuesday, I'll come in and work for you. Treat it like that. Have the whole day free. Don't set up an event where you're going to go do this or that with someone because, you know, you want to do it one-on-one. And if you're unsure about how to do it or how to word it or anything like that, because that can also be very difficult to figure out, um, especially if it's, you know, your first time breaking up with someone, sometimes just talking to a friend or something like that. Like for me, I find every time I've ever had to break up with someone, I would sit down with a friend of mine, talk them through every emotion I had. And um, I would, you know, give an idea of, what I would say, how I would say it and things like that, just so I can get that feedback and not have, you know, be blinded by my own, uh, you know, vision of what I feel is going on. That's, mm. that's my personal opinion on it. And that's my advice for it. Tammy, Zach, do you have any differing uh, advice or opinion? Well, I've got sort of one more question. Uh, Cause we're going to go to our, we're going to move on in a minute, but before we do, I just got to ask, what are your thoughts on the classic cliche, it's not you, it's me? I'm personally <sighs> a big fan of the it's not you, it's You're me. You're a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. I feel like it's a, a soft letdown. I feel like um it's a Seinfeld reference. So, like, you know, if it happens Wait, it to is? you, you can't help but laugh. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, wow. It's a George Costanza thing. Which is phenomenal. Which there's nothing like being broken up with and then thinking about George Costanza. Um, that's quite honestly <laughs> that's my dream. So, um, yeah, big fan of the "It's not you, it's me." Jacob, what about your thoughts? You look a little. I'm split on that. I think there's a time for it. I think there's a time not for it. Um, look, if, if sometimes you're in a I'll talk, talk from my own experience. If you're in a relationship with someone who's not, you know, ready for a relationship or something like that, or there's something about them that they need to change in order to um, really help them move forward, sometimes being completely honest with them and telling them like, yeah, this is why it's not going to work. Let's them go back. Let's them go home, you know, have a bit of self-reflection and go, wow, maybe, maybe I should change this part of me that it might end up being a really toxic thing that they don't, they don't even realize. But again, this is something I would talk to someone else about and maybe get a, their idea about it just so it's not you walking into it with your own personal opinion on it. But eh, it is what it is. The process is different for everyone. We're about to move on to the next part of breaking up, the aftermath. Now, the aftermath is probably one of the trickiest parts in my experience of breaking up. 
because uh, that's where the emotions really get heated. But I don't know if I'm alone in that. What do we think, boys? I split because I've had both the emotions be really high and be like, um, you know, kind of like the excitement to be like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm single again. I'm out there again. And then I've also had the emotion of like, oh, I'm, I'm single again. Oh no. The aftermath is a tricky one because a lot of it can really be dealing with not forgetting, but putting away a lot of memories you've had with someone. And the chances are a lot of very positive memories and a lot of the ways that someone may have made you feel. And that can be really difficult. And, you know, if you don't find a way to deal with that properly, it can be something that can affect you years down the track. I've seen it myself. So I think the best way to really deal with it is to not put yourself out there, but keep yourself busy during the time afterwards. Don't let yourself think about it. Don't sit back and like have four or five days off where you're just, you know, not really doing anything. So you've got the time to think about it. Go, go out with friends, go have lunch, go have dinner, go have a picnic, go for a drive with a friend, go do something that's going to take your mind off everything completely that will, and I promise you, it will help you completely, you know, put everything to the side and just go, well, time to move on. What's next in life? Like some people take that kind of stuff really well. I know, at least in my experience, any breakups I've had, uh, I've immediately gone to friends and we've somehow, you know, kind of magically had this uh, lunch or something with the entire group a week or two after with a group that barely ever gets together all together. Definitely make use of the people around you and any distractions you can find. Maybe pick up a hobby. Maybe join Sin. Hey, there's a little plug. That's that's my advice. Keep yourself busy. Keep away from what will remind you and you'll you'll move on. Yeah, you'll still remember, but you'll move on and you'll be in a happy place. But that's me. Tammy, how about you? See, I absolutely agree. Um, keeping busy is one of the greatest things that you can do. Um, as much as I do think it is important to, you know, sit down, have a bit of a quiet moment, really process your emotions, think about it a little bit, but don't overthink it. <laughs> um, some of the greatest moments in my life have been reconnecting with myself after a breakup because sometimes you do just get caught up in a relationship and that's all that consumes you and then it's just not there anymore. And, you know, it's tricky. It's hard. You don't know where to go from that, but then you remember that there's a whole world out there and you have friends that are waiting for you and family that love and support you and so many hobbies to pick up. One of my best breakups, I learned how to <laughs> read tarot cards because I had nothing else to do and I didn't know where to go and I didn't know what to do. That was really fun. That was a really fun time in my life and I got to meet friends doing that. And, yeah, as much as the aftermath is very tricky to navigate and oftentimes really heartbreaking, I think that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the world to explore from it. I completely agree with that. Uh, I said before, you know, there's that emotion of, I don't want, it's going to sound weird because I can't think of a better way to explain it, but I'm free kind of emotion because you will have that time. You will have that like, oh, I can just go do a whole bunch more stuff now, um, especially if you're coming out of a relationship that was kind of maybe not so good. You know, you've got the time to go do things, go explore the world. I mentioned recruiting to sin before as a joke to plug, but that's literally something I did after a relationship. I decided, you know, I'll stuff it. I'm going to check out this radio thing and 
three years later, I'm still here. That That's actually and- really sweet. Look at where you are now. Oh. Yeah, no, having that freedom to go do whatever, it, it's a fantastic time. For some people, it's a great time to explore sexuality. Some people find out that, you know, they might be bi, they might be this or that after a particular relationship because they've actually bothered to go explore and go check themselves out and kind of spend time with yourself and getting to know you better because now you don't really have to get anyone get to know anyone else better it's you time go be you go go spend time with yourself this is a hard thing for me to talk about because for the other for the you know the process and the um the decision of breaking up those are things that i kind of talk about from hearing friends talk about things and how they went through breakups. I feel like I can't, I'm not, I'm not qualified to talk about the aftermath because uh, I've never actually been in a relationship. So I've never actually gone through a breakup. So I've never actually had to process the aftermath of a breakup at all. And it's not something I tend to hear people talk about as much as sort of the other two things, probably because it is a bit more of a personal kind of journey, I guess. I think it definitely is a personal journey, but I think, uh, you know, not every breakup, not everyone's going to come out of it, you know, positive, having that mindset. If, you know, you know, come out of it fantastically, don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to sit down with a friend and, you know, have that venting session, have that um, day where you just let all your emotions out. It's a good way to just get everything out because you don't want it to affect you down the track. Now we are jumping into the segment that I think is really cool called The Vibe. The Vibe here where we talk about sex toys. Um, we have talked about some cool things in the past. Last week we talked about cock rings. Uh, we spoke about rabbit vibrators once. This week uh, I think we're jumping into the topic that excites all of us here, although I don't think many of us actually have experience with them, butt plugs. So starting the conversation, what do we know about butt plugs? This is the one that I definitely know the most about. Well, why don't this, you start us off then? Well, here's well the thing. I feel there's, like they're pretty straightforward. There's not a lot to know, and I hate the fact that I'm about to say this, but a butt plug is a plug that goes in your butt. Insane. Isn't it wow. an insane concept? There, there's really no better way to describe it. It's got a pointed end, and it's got a flared base, which basically means that the base is like flat and round so that it doesn't go any further than it's meant to. Yeah, so it doesn't disappear. Yep. Um, and you put it in your butt. Yeah. There you go. That is a butt plug. It, it does what it states. Um, however, the, you know, there is uh, a history, I say a history, the history boils down to um, there were once upon a time rectal dilators that were used for therapeutic, therapeutic uh, uses and were uh, marketed to cure insanity and constipation uh both a very strange mix to add together um, no i think and, they come hand in hand up with that yeah fair <laughs> enough fair enough and somewhere in the 20th century it doesn't say where i can't seem to find like a particular year or date um they were just being used for sex toys um which hey look what a progression but yeah no there's heaps of different versions and different um styles to this this different shapes i mean pretty much you can have any shape as long as the base is flared and a lot of them tend to be strangely decorative for something that you don't see much of they look really fancy for some reason and it's like that's a lot of effort for something that's going somewhere nobody will look hey no unless of course you are showing the right person 
Well, yes, but nobody's looking at the part that's going in your butt because it's a little hard to look at that when it's that's a fair point in your butt. People don't tend to look at the part that goes in. Uh, that's why a lot of the time the bases will be the ones with some form of decoration on them, if any decoration. You get all sorts of things, um, and there's a whole bunch of fetishes that kind of blend into the use of this. I'm not going to go into de- uh, explaining them all because we don't have the time to do all of that. Um, I'm but- going to say the only one I've seen a lot is butt plugs with tails attached for people who are into that. Yeah, I feel like that just gets in the way, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. Yeah. I'm going to give a bit of a, not warning, but just a, I think we need to make this a bit clear because this is the first time we've actually spoken about a toy that is specifically designed for anal use. You do have to be a little more careful with cleaning these because things in your butt can be a little uh, infecty. So make sure you're careful with cleaning them and make sure you use plenty of lubricant because unlike the vagina, the butt is not self-lubricating, believe it or not. Generally speaking, it's not meant to have things go in it. So in order to put something in it, you're going to have to give it a little help. Definitely. And I think a thing there as well is don't rush anything um when when you go about it do it slow be careful understand your limits don't go don't push past any pain don't don't do that that's a bad idea yes it's not Um, supposed to be painful and as zach just said it is something that does need to be disinfected a hell of a lot more because there's very different stuff uh, in the rear end and you know with that obviously take more time think use things like boiling water uh, and disinfect- disinfectant, things like that. And don't be afraid um, to use condoms and stuff like that on yeah. them because that's pretty common. And these are found in a lot of different uh, relationships. I think from what I know, you find a lot of this in specifically more gay relationships and things like that because it can help with, um, uh, you know, making entry a lot easier when you do come to do the do. You know, just help some people out. Some people just use it for their own pleasure, but that's their own thing. Yeah. And also keep in mind that it's not really for everyone. Some people do really take to anal play. Some people don't. That's fine. Just test your limits, be gentle, and see what you like. It's definitely a fun thing to experiment on if you're open for experimenting. Yeah. But of course, like we have said many, many times, be safe with it, be gentle. Um, be hygienic um, and use a whole, whole, whole lot of lube. And we're going to go into a talk about love. We're taking a listener question from our link tree. And the question's pretty simple here. Does a relationship need sex to be good or successful? And, you know, I, I have an immediate answer for this. And I think everyone here shares it. But I'm going to throw, let's see, I'm going to throw Zach under the bus here. Does a relationship need sex to be good and successful? Uh, so do relationships as a concept need sex? No. Does your relationship need sex or do you need sex in a relationship? Possibly. That depends on who you are because, I mean, I and we're talking romantic relationships here. I don't think it's necessarily necessary, but... I also know a lot of people who need a good sex life in order to say that their relationship is good, and that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's the, that's probably the way to look at it. Is not it's not needed. It's not you know like 
there's no checklist for a relationship yeah, to be like there's no, there's no checklist. You know, have we done this this week have we done this this week you don't have to you know tick all the boxes um in that manner like yeah if you have sex you have sex good on you if you don't in a relationship you don't not everyone's into it not everyone uh finds it to be you know as you know something they want to do as much some people love it some people dislike it. it it's completely natural and then there's relationships where you know for whatever reason it's maybe not an option constantly it's not needed at all that's i don't know that, that's that's me tammy what do you think see i feel like the answer comes down to the answer with a whole lot of the relationship questions that we get asked on this show majority of the questions the answer is it depends on your relationship yes. Which I feel like is the point that we're all hammering on. And it's just very true because, you know, does it, does it need sex to be successful? Realistically, probably not. But maybe your relationship does. Um, I, I want to sort of maybe just expand on the question a little bit and kind of just posit a different question to you guys. Uh, if someone, let's say that you were in a relationship and you felt that your sexual needs weren't being met by your partner, how would you go about bringing that up with them? communication there's no real better way to say that and i said it earlier communication is paramount to a relationship to keep things going it's being able to have that conversation pull someone aside and you know hey can i chat to you for just a second or um hey i wanted to run something by you that kind of thing and then just being able to talk to them about it and explain that i'd like this or i don't feel like i'm getting enough of this i would like some more something like that just simple um, and also being aware of, you know, their needs. Maybe there's a reason they're not. Maybe there's a reason they don't want to. And, you know, a relationship is about compromise. Sometimes there's finding the middle ground in there. But I think the, the big thing there is compromising, finding the mix between both people and being um, open and relaxed enough to communicate both people's feelings equally um, without, you know, being like, well, I want it, therefore it's happening. Nothing like that obviously no. but yeah it, it's just really making sure you hammer home that the communication is absolutely paramount tammy do you agree disagree i absolutely agree and i think that it is also handy if you're able to actually break down the problem to hark back to myself and my own relationship that i have just left that was an issue in our relationship where it felt like there wasn't enough of it going on i was able to sit down and break it down and be able to be like okay it's not that I, you know, have the need for sex. It's that I have the need to feel desired. I am not feeling desired right now. There's more to it than just, you know, sexual attraction to, you know, just having sex. And, yeah, I feel like being able to break that down was really handy in our relationship um, when it was a thing. It's not anymore, but it's totally fine. But also I have been on the other side of the coin as well, though, where, you know, sex is just something that you're not able to offer at that moment. It's just not feeling right. It just isn't good. And so, yeah, I think that everything, everything always comes back to communication. Clear communication is the foundation to any strong relationship, whether it be a relationship relationship or a friendship or what have you. But definitely when it comes to sex, absolutely. Just being open, being clear, being honest and yeah, of course, having the room to hear both sides of the situation, hearing how your partner's feeling because, yeah, yeah sometimes it's, it's absolutely no one's fault if it's not working. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, 
sometimes it could be, could be an issue of just maybe you have a slightly higher or slightly lower sex drive than your partner, and that's okay too. If that's the case, if it's purely a, you know, libido thing, look for other ways to satisfy yourself or suggest other ways for your partner, whether that's maybe exploring sex toys, you know, such as butt plugs for no reason. They're just on the mind. But, you know, looking for those sort of other outlets, discussing that with your partner, that's perfectly, perfectly, you know, good option. And you have come to the end of the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Zach, Jacob, and Tammy. We have spoken a fair bit about breaking up. It's, you know, can be a bit heavy, can be a bit tough at times, but it's something that some people have to go through, and that's okay. Because we then followed up with a conversation about butt plugs, which was a lot more, uh, you know, butt plugs. It was a good time. The vibes is always a good time. But that was today's show, and we also very much hope that we answered your question. Dear listener, does a relationship need sex to be good slash successful? If you have a question for us, you can always hit us up at linktr.ee forward slash the naughty rude show, or you can DM us through socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at naughty rude sin on all of those. And if you want to hear more of us, Check out The Naughty Rude Show on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We've got plenty of shows, plenty of good vibes on those shows. Last week we spoke about cock rings, the week before that was rabbit vibrators, the week before that was fleshlights. All the good vibes that you need, and there'll be more in the future. You have been listening to The Naughty Rude Show with Zach, Jacob, and Tammy.